Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform. For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples. If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more, go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking forward to seeing and working with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the PBSC podcast. I'm Steve Moore. This is Mark Castleman. It's good to be with you guys today. This is episode 103 of our podcast. We're just over our two-year mark, which we're super happy about, um, especially as we kind of bring in the new year. Hope, hopefully, you guys had a good holiday season um, and you took some of the advice that we talked about to heart with setting goals and some of the viewpoints we had on all that where we love to hear about uh, the things that you take from the podcast. So please uh, send us a message at pbcpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you about that as well as future topics. Um, today, we are going to jump into actually what is going to be at least a two-part series, although it might be three. It might. We haven't quite, uh, we haven't quite mapped that out yet. We shall see. Um, but yeah, we want to make sure you fully, 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 fully understand this is only part one because we don't yes. want you to get to the end of this and go... Okay, great, Mark and Steve. Um, yeah, you're leaving me with that. Yes. No. You know, oftentimes our we do a, <laughs> we do kind of a, a problem and solution approach on the podcast. We find that to be pretty effective. But we do these longer part series, and we've done several of these over the last couple of years. Um, oftentimes, we only get to the first half of that. You know, we talk more problem oriented, and we will be giving you some goals at the end of this today. But we just want to kind of preface it by saying that yeah, this will be. This is just part one, so don't worry. We're going to talk about the rougher side of things, and then we'll we'll get into the problem solving next week. Um, but uh, oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. And I was going to say, as we you know, as we look at this topic, how do I recognize when I or my partner are caught in a trauma response? Reason that's so important, you know, you you all know listening to this podcast, you know, we're starting, and you may you may be listening to this podcast, you know, in the middle of the year, towards the end of the year. We're happening to do this, you know, at the beginning of the year. But what we all what we all yearn for, whatever time it is, is we don't want to keep repeating the past, repeating yep. the you know, repeating all of the, the the negativity, the the rut we can get into, you know, the challenges. We just like, can life just get a little bit better? Can can this relationship get on a little bit better track or ground? And if there was anything we could talk about that would help you to begin to do that, to begin to make some little incremental improvements where things become more peaceful, more connected, just more happiness. It, it is this issue of being caught in this trauma response yeah. because that trauma response will keep you in an endless loop 
where you keep repeating that same stuff over and over and over again, and you just feel hopelessly stuck. So we want to help. We want to start to help you to, to understand how to, to, how to get unstuck from this place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause the, you know, we, we talk often on the program about betrayal trauma, but that really is one is kind of a subset of the bigger question, right? Which is this, it, what, what is trauma in general? Mm-hmm. And, and today and, and next week, there are two kind of main points to trauma. There's the actual response that we have in the moment, which is what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks. And then there's trauma in general. So that's a topic for another day. What we're dealing with here for the next couple of episodes is specifically, you know, when I find myself in what we call an actual trauma response, how do we identify that? Why is that even important to identify, which is what we're going to start off with here in just a second. And then we'll talk about solutions for that next week, because uh, as you're going to see, as we go through this and probably already, some of you see, see some of this in your relationships, uh, very rarely do we ever hear anyone say, man, where marriage was going along great until one or both of us got caught up in a trauma response. And then after, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes, an hour of trying to, you know, integrate with each other in that place, our marriage is so much better now. Um, (laughs) Rarely, rarely is it effective. And, and so we want to talk about that and how, again, how do we navigate that? Why do we need to navigate that? And how can we get to a better place? Well, and let's, and let's say right up front as Steve and I talk about this, please understand where we're coming from. So Steve and I both have caused trauma to others in our lives through our our addiction behaviors, and we've both suffered from trauma. Um, I had, I suffered a tremendous amount of betrayal trauma myself growing up and through my, through my teen years through various family members where there was a great deal of betrayal. So we really have a soft place in our hearts for if you find yourself in this trauma place. And our intention today is not to say that that is wrong or that you're somehow flawed or weak or you need to get your act together or any of those things. Trauma is legitimate. It is serious. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the deepest places we can find ourselves in our lives. And we absolutely validate and acknowledge that in the deepest way possible. Yeah, that's an important point to bring up. I'm glad you're, you're bringing that up, Mark. The other thing to keep in mind, too, is that trauma is not an enemy. Um, mm. We talk about this, both of us, in our, we, we discussed it here before, and it's something that always comes up with clients because it's really easy to demonize trauma you yeah. know, and, and label it like this negative thing. Trauma in and of itself is actually really helpful. It's the brain's way of, you know, creating change, you know, recognizing when we need to make course corrections so that we can avoid future negative elements or events. Um, so it's, there's actually a really good piece to it. It's when it runs amok, right? That it can actually, you know, do more hurting than helping. So Yeah, when it starts to dominate every aspect of our lives where there's no way forward. Yes. Right. So. Yeah, so let's let's talk first about why recognizing when I or my partner get into this trauma response place. Let's talk about why it's important to recognize that. Now, we're not talking long-term trauma, just trauma trauma overall in general. We're talking when you and your partner are in a situation in this moment and your response either on one or both of your parts turns to this trauma place. So that trauma response in the moment this is a good way to describe this, and we mean this in a literal, not denigrating sense. When one's in a trauma response, it oftentimes feels to one degree or another very very much like an insane place upon reflection. Yeah, um, Down is kind of up, up is kind of down. Mm-hmm. Uh, logic and reason don't really apply here, and we're going to talk about why in a minute, because the logic and reason parts of your brain literally are not functioning to some degree correctly when we're caught in trauma. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but 
yeah, going back to this, why is this even an important thing to recognize, right? And Mark, I love the way you said this before, before we recorded today. You know, if I'm a partner, I might be asking, you know, well, yeah, they traumatized me. And so I'm pissed. What's wrong with that? Like, what's the problem? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why would we even need to talk about I'm, this? I'm pissed, you know, cause and effect, Mark and Steve, like this is just is what it is. But the, the reason why this is important, we're going to give a couple of reasons. The first one that comes to mind, and I'm speaking from a place of having done this many, many times, both from a place of trauma, their trauma response looks very similar for some people for, to, the, to the shame response, which is the yes. case for me. And so in both of those areas, when I'm in a place of trauma, usually I am kind of the emotional equivalent of picture that proverbial bowl, like in the China or jewelry shop. Mm. Right. Despite my best efforts to not do this, I usually in the, in that place, and this is common with most people, we tend to cause far more damage mm. to the things that we're trying to elicit change with than we do any sort of benefit. Um, there's a usually, and I'm talking like the vast majority of the time, there's usually a negative return heavily weighted in the, in the, in the negative side when we, when we don't regulate trauma responses properly. I, for example, I know that for me, I will say and do things in a place of trauma that I will regret like as soon as 10 minutes, maybe an hour later, right? And I will cause things to happen in a relationship or engage with people in a way that I end up having to do a lot of damage control control for as a result. Yeah, and, what, what, and I'm the same way. What happens when, and again, it's you're totally justified, validated in the fact that you're having a trauma response because of the trauma that's been created. Yet when you allow yourself to be, to be fully, you know, fully directed by that trauma response, you end up heaping stuff on the pile, right? I mean, I'm expressing this trauma because I have legitimate needs. I I've been legitimately wronged in many ways. And I want, I want this to be corrected. I want to feel safe. I want to move forward. Yet when I go into the trauma response, I end up doing the opposite. And now instead of what was really the issue, the core issue, we end up, as you said, Steve, moving into damage control. And what happened to me is I would go from the trauma response pretty quickly to the shame cycle. Yes. Look what I just did, right? That didn't fix anything. It made it worse. And now I go into shame, which then is this really twisted relationship between shame and trauma response. And you sort of kind of keep shifting between the two. Well, and those who listen to our podcast often, when we talk about shame, shame is the number one barrier to connection with other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we do get pulled into that shame cycle, which anyone would be vulnerable to following that response, although us addicts probably understandably are even more so than the typical, um, not only are we not connecting with our partner better, we're going to connect with them far less. Because that shame has to be resolved to a degree before we can even now tackle the original issue. Yeah. Right. And so it actually becomes this humongous distraction and actually takes us further away, right, from where we wanted to go. And so because let's talk for a second about this is a good what's the what's the brain's goal, right? When we're in a trauma response, what is it seeking? Right. That's that's important to look at. Because again, the, the trauma part in of itself is not a problematic. It's this toxic response side, right? So when usually when we engage or we get pulled into this, the brain's looking for resolution on a couple of levels, right? It's looking for one, a way forward. Right. right? Um, we didn't put this on our list, but two, it's looking for some sort of safety, mm -hmm. right? Some sort of space or safety or, 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 or an end to the immediate pain. 
um, we're looking to be validated oftentimes, right? My trauma response style, for example, is straight up aggression. <laughs> and 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 I know many spouses can relate to that uh, when it comes to betrayal trauma in a relationship because I adopt that natural response that I think a lot of people do, which is my I will give into that flawed thinking that my brain tells me that if I amp up more, right? If I get angrier, louder, more toxic, more whatever, that is somehow going to communicate to my partner just how bad or how severe or how problematic this is for me. Right. It's yep. going to convey the importance of it. Exactly. And so I amp, I amp and I amp and I amp yep. and I amp. Right? Yep. And in that amping up, we're, we, we're trying to go for a place of clarity. I need you to understand me. Are yes. you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Right. We, we want, we, we want to get out of the cloudiness into the clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we want accountability. We want, we want people to face up to their issues. Right. Yes. There's all of these positive things that we're looking for. And the, 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 the easiest, the most automatic, the most probably repeated and experienced way the brain knows from a lifetime is the way you do all those things that we're talking about is you go into trauma response. You go to fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. That's how you get yeah. instant solutions, right? <laughs> yeah. And the tricky part is it feels like you are. Because the energy of it is so amped up, right? It's so intense. It's so in your face. It's so, there's so much, you know, upheaval going on with it. It feels like, yeah, I'm doing something finally. Sure. And it's I mean, very deceptive. Well, and, and it goes back to that fight, flight, freeze response, right? We, we, you know, if we go back to our brain science, we talk about oftentimes on here that the higher logic and reasoning parts of our brain are either turning off or, or not functioning properly when we're in this, in this type right. of place. Yep. And so I'm looking, the brain is looking for in that toxic way, immediate relief, right? Immediate alleviation. Yes. And so if I really, for example, if I want to feel safe with my partner, my immediate reactionary brain is going to want to do what? I just want to get space with this person at any cost. So I, I will attack or lash out at them or shut down. That's the, right? That There's the flight part. I work with a lot of clients, a lot of guys who will literally go catatonic when they go in this place. They do the opposite of aggression. Yep, they, they just, just li- they, like literally catatonic. You will say things to them and they will just stare at you. They just yep, don't have mm-hmm. a, anything to say, right? And so... Um, so we're looking for that immediate res- the brain's looking for that immediate response, but the problem is it's doing that at the cost of the long term, right? So for example, if I create a bunch of space with my wife by getting angry and aggressive and I like force her out the door with toxicity, right? In the short term, does that create space? Hell yes, it does. It creates a lot of space, <laughs> yeah. usually involving me sleeping somewhere else, mm. right? But in this, but in the long term, does it does that create safety? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Short term, I felt safe because I created space. Long term, I feel drastically less safe because I'm questioning: Is my marriage going to last? Is she going to leave me? Right? What's going on with us now? My shame kicks in. Those those guys out there whose brain functions like my attic brain, you can probably resonate a lot with this. Yeah. And see me, and I was, I was the, the opposite of what you're describing for you, Steve. I was definitely a shutdown guy. My trauma response would say, I'm out of here. And it was all in the joke in our family. Now that we're really healthy and we can look back as the joke is where'd Mark go? Where's Mark? <laughs> I was like disappears. The, the vanishing man. <laughs> whenever things would, whenever the trauma <laughs> response would happen. 
Yeah. So sure. we end up getting the opposite of what we're, what we're really going for in this trauma response at our core, right? We, we, we so it ends up that we take steps backward instead of going forward. We yes. distance ourselves instead of getting the validation we're craving. We, it gets cloudy instead of getting clarity. We end up in shame instead of accountability. We end up getting stuck instead of creating change, right? Yes. All of the opposites of what we thought we were going through in that intense moment. Yes. Now, this is a new take on this, and hopefully you guys are hearing this for what it is. Some of you, this may be old news. Some of this, this may be for the first time, but this is this, this fact is important to recognize because in a lot of with the conservative conservative uh, clients that we tend to work with in our practices, which there is a lot of that, it oftentimes this this behavior gets labeled under that, well, this is the right thing to do, or this is the Christ-like thing to do, or this is the whatever thing to do. And I don't know about all that. I mean, there probably it could be an argument made for that. But the where we're coming at this from, and this is what helped me to finally adopt this, rather than getting defensive about it, is to recognize that is, is this isn't ha- this doesn't have anything to do with the right or the wrong thing to do in a relationship. When we engage in a toxic trauma response in our marriage, we get the opposite of what we want. Inevitably, right? We're swapping out the potential for resolution or for progress for just heaping on more stuff. And so if we set aside the right and wrong, which we talk about on here, oftentimes not that that isn't important. Sometimes that can be the the thing that helps us to really gravitate to concepts like this. Like you need to really ask yourself, you know, whether you're an addict or a partner, you know, is, is the, is my trauma response when I go to a toxic place with it, does it really ever get me what I want? Mm -hmm. If it does, we would love to hear from you. That would be a fascinating (laughs) discussion. (laughs) Mm. Uh, but that's not been our experience. So um, let's, I know we got to, we're kind of getting close to time here, but let's, let's talk real quick about just what, what does a trauma response generally look like? And then we'll give an assignment around this for you guys. Yeah. Well, we've already talked about a lot of it, right? It's reactionary. Yes. Um, It's, it's very, it's very knee jerk reactive in this moment. Short term pain avoidance. Yep. Short term pain avoidance, black and white, all or nothing thinking, uh, I used to catastrophize a lot when I would get into that trauma response. Yes. Um, you know, nothing good is happening in my life or the world or relationship. Everything's going to hell, right? Um, aggressiveness. Woof. Yeah, you get a lot of aggressiveness or with, in my case, a lot of passiveness where it's like just run, escape, turn into, yeah. go numb. Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you think. Well, yeah, whatever you right. think, whatever you want, you know? So yeah, there's a, there, this has a lot of faces. It does. And so one of the, you know, the assignment that we're going to give to all you, and, and again, we're going to state this as clear as we can. This is only part one. We're going to come back next in the next episode of PBSC and talk about the actual solutions to this, how you, how you begin to move through it into a place of authenticity instead of the trauma response. But we invite you to, to take some time and sit down by yourself and start to start to map out what your trauma response looks like. What, what does trauma response map look like typically in a reactive, intensive, you know, aggressive moment in your relationship? What does your map look like? How do you feel? What, what, what do you talk like? How do you behave? What, what, what is that? Sit down and describe it. Where do you go when you're in that place? Yes. And the focus here is not shaming yourself about it or going to judgment. We just want to, we just want to identify it. Mm -hmm. 
I just want to identify it. Feelings are always valid and, and you'll, you'll just spin yourself off into oblivion, you know, trying to go into the judgment place of this. Um, so yeah, so th- that's going to be kind of, that's, that's the baseline assignment. Bonus points and extra credit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if your relationship is in a place, it's in a safe enough place. Cause we, you know, we know a wide range listen to our program. Um, if you guys are in a safe enough place where the relationship has enough emotional cloud and trust, this would actually involve, a, this would be a really cool discussion to be able to share this, share your own kind of responses with your partner. And if you guys are, again, in that trusting place, be able to get some feedback and take a look at that, right? Identify ways in which this comes up. Uh, there will be the obvious examples, right? Like the time where I threw my belt at the wall as hard as I could and it stabbed the little buckle part stabbed into, a, into the wood like a spear. Those are like, <laughs> it's obviously a trauma response. Yeah. Um, but there will be the less subtle ones as well, right? Especially for those who don't go to aggression, right? Sometimes we start to shut down so quickly and that, and those things are very real and they have talking about with your partner, the origins of that or some of the potential origins can be a really good connecting discussion. Yeah. So a lot I, of these things, for example, stem in childhood. Oh boy, do they. Yeah. Yep, we bring them with us. So, you know, you and I talk about there's the, when you first get into our relationship, there's all this physical stuff. We move into the apartment or house with each other that you can see. And there's all the stuff we move in that you can't see. Yes. And this is very much a part of that. Yeah. Sure. So if you can do your individual, you know, describing your own trauma response map, and then if you're safe enough as a couple, get back together and share with what you've discovered about yourself with your partner. Yes. And then, and that's it. So don't talk about any <laughs> no solutions, how you're going to fix it or any of that, just identifying what it looks like for you. And then next time on PBSE, we're going to start to talk about what you then do. Now that you recognize it, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, guys, as always, have a great week. Um, we love tackling topics like this with you. It, it unfortunately is a forum where we can only go uh, deep with. If you like this kind of content, we're already mapping out like a, five or six part plus series where we're going to go really deep diving into this topic kind of expanded on our dare to connect program it comes with a two week free trial. We'd love to have you check it out at dare to connect now.com. We'd love to see you there. A great resource for, for couples, addicts and spouses at any stage of recovery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, have a great week guys. So enjoy your first week of uh, the new year and uh, yep. we will catch you see next you in, week. See you next week on PBSE. Bye. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.